everybody. Welcome back to Brown Eyes and Caramel Thighs. This is now episode 18. And it's, yeah. it keeps growing and it's so exciting. Man, I can't wait till our 100th. That's going to be so dope. <laughs> yeah, if we keep at this pace, we'll be there before you know it. Yeah, for sure. I like it. I'm here. I'm here for it 100%. Um, today's episode, uh, it's going to be a, kind of like a play off of our dating game series, like this game called Dating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one's going to be called The Breakup Game. And it's not necessarily <laughs> a game, right? But in my head, the way that breakups affect with your mind you're just kind of like this is all a game like this is all a complete game (laughs) that's how I feel (laughs) and I know we talked about it in our last episode of how um we'll get there but there's a story that I did want to share with you guys and I and I just remembered um that being said a few weeks ago maybe like a week or two into quarantine maybe the beginning of March, middle of March, maybe. I don't really remember time frame. Mm-hmm. but a few weeks ago. And um, my mom and I had gone for a walk, quote unquote, whatever. Ended up being a long, a very, very long walk. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up walking to the liquor store because we wanted to get clamato for, to make micheladas. <laughs> And so we ended up going to the store, right? And um, the liquor store was closed. So then we walked right over to the Walgreens or CVS, whichever one of those it was. And so we walked there and we went to go just get regular hot and spicy V8 juice because they didn't have any clamato. So I was like, whatever, that will do for now. And we're like in line checking out and the cashier boy and another co-worker were helping this like older white lady I don't know why I just mentioned her race but whatever (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's how I tell stories I'm setting the scene okay (laughs) and fuck (laughs) okay besides the point this older lady and they were talking to her and I wasn't really like eavesdropping enough to be like know what they're talking about but I was like talking to my mom and I was like dang they're taking forever so then I look over the poor lady is like bawling in tears you know like just crying her eyes out and remind you like at this point we're supposed to be social distancing you know like we're supposed mm-hmm. to be like not this close to each other so I'm like six feet or more back from this lady and I'm trying to listen to them have this conversation eavesdrop be my eavesdropping self and um long story short she was getting directions on how to get back to her house Uh because she was lost and I'm still trying to figure out how she got lost like I don't know that full story Uh maybe one day when we come back to real world and we can go back outside I'll find that out but okay so anyways she was lost she was asking for directions the guys were giving her direction by mouth like not writing anything down or Oh, that's not helpful. <laughs> at all. That, I'm not that person either. Like, I need, like, written down instructions. Right. Defi- and, that, and then they were like, you can just type it in your phone and um, use Google Maps. And that's what these, like, young men, Gen Zers, I guess you could say, like, told her to do. And the poor old lady is like, well, I don't have my phone. That's the problem. I left it oh. at home. 
And so she's crying. And I was oh, like, I know I felt so bad. And my mom felt so bad for her. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll just, um, like, does it, do you have a piece of paper? Like, I'll write, I'll write down the instructions for her. Like, I, I was like, do you have your address? I can plug it in and then I'll write down the instructions for you or the directions right. for you. And I started to do that. And I was like, do you just want to take my phone? Like, because it was like a lengthy amount to get to her house. She was like 40 minutes away. Like, oh, wow. Like 30, 35 minutes away. Yeah, that's still quite a distance. Yeah. And I was like, do you just want to take my phone and I'll come get it from you? Like, mm-hmm. that was my idea. And then she's like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. And I was like, I know, I really don't want you to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you, you know. Right. But I felt so bad. and I was so, like, heartbroken to see her. Like, I know what it's like to be frustrated and lost. Yeah. And, like, not know and be so like not knowing you know I I've I've had that feeling and so that was my thought is like look I'll just give you my phone and then I'll I'll go home and then I'll come get my phone from you mm-hmm. well that didn't happen I ended up writing out all the instructions <laughs> or directions okay and um she took it and she I guess made it home at that point I was like geez I don't know well hopefully she made it home yeah the next day I had picked up fabric to make masks. I came home, you know, still thinking about that lady. And I was like, well, maybe I can call the cops and have them do like a, a wellness check, you know, like right. run out there and see how she's doing. Cause I had her address from when I plugged it in. To right. Maps. And I was like, the poor lady's probably going to die if I send the cops. You know. (laughs) So then I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So I had already gone to Joanne's, picked up the fabric to make these masks, had made the masks. And now it was time for me to take them back to Joanne so that they can collect the masks. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm near, I'm near her house. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, like. I wonder how far away I am from where she's at. Mm-hmm. And I only was like, like 10 minutes away, not even. Okay. So I like, oh, I'm going to run by there and see how she's like, if she made it and like, right. if she's okay. And like, I, I come to her house and I was like kind of scared. Cause I was like, I'm not going to this person's house. Like, what am I doing? Like, right. <laughs> am I this desperate for social interaction with this older white lady? <laughs> And so anyways, um, long story short, again, she opens the door and she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even recognize you, but you're my angel. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. But no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was like, yeah, I just wanted to know if you made it okay. And I was like concerned. And then I was just like, I wanted to send a cops. And she's like, oh, good thing you did it. My neighbors would have been mad. Or, like, concerned, you know, like, they would have yeah. afraid that the cops are coming through their neighborhood. She lives in a cul-de-sac, and it's, like, her entire, all her neighbors, like, the r- surrounding five homes around her were her family. Like, her daughter, uh, her, son, um, her sister, like, all, like, all family around. Wow. Who let you leave your house about the phone? <laughs> and so then... um She comes out, whatever, and we, like, I gave her my business card. We exchanged contact information. And I was like, um, maybe one day, you know, like after when the real world opens up outside again, that we can, you know, go get lunch or something together. I don't know. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yes, for sure. Okay. Longer story shorter. <laughs> <laughs> um, she called me today. 
Okay. It's, out, it's been like two weeks since. No. I feel like it's been longer. Yeah, like three weeks since the interaction, I think. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, she calls me and she's like, hey, Eva, it's Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, what? Who? I do not know no Betsy. <laughs> And she's like, oh, you know, you're going to save my life again today. Like you saved it at the Walgreens. And I was like, oh, Betsy, how are you? You know, and Uh she's like, I'm doing okay. But I was asking you a huge favor. I was like, of course, what's up? You know, Mm -hmm. I guess guess we're friends now. (laughs) (laughs) With this older white lady. Oh, my God. She's literally like 70 or older. Okay. And um, I was like, yeah, what's up? And then she's like, I was wondering if you could make me a couple of masks, like for me, my husband, and my son. Ah. And I was like, yes, of course. Like, let me just make sure I have enough fabric. And I'm looking at the pile of clothes that I have in the corner because I was like, oh, maybe I can make it from this clothes, you know, that mm-hmm. are like old clothes um, that no longer fit me, that I was going to go donate, that I can't donate anymore because they are not accepting donations. I see. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll make you some masks. Cool. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'll pay you whatever it is. Like, I just can't get any masks anywhere. And I was like, oh, my gosh, ma'am, you don't have to pay me. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes. Well, when the real world opens up again. <laughs> and then, then she's like, well, do know that I've been praying a lot for you. So the people upstairs, they really know your name. Uh. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cute. And she's like, yes, they know how sweet you are. They know how kind you are and just a great person that you are. And I was like well, can you tell them that that somebody else needs to appreciate how sweet and kind I am too? And she was like, and she was like you mean like a male? <laughs> and I was like, yes, ma'am. And she's like, oh, I will let them know that they need to be on the look for you because can't nobody uh, pass up the opportunity to date you. And I was like, Aww. exactly. How come everyone doesn't see it, but I see it, she sees it. <laughs> Aww. it was so funny and I was like but yes I will make you your mask and they'll be ready in the next couple of days and she's like oh thank you so much Eva and like she's like praising me and it was so funny and she's like you take care now and I was like I will and she's like goodbye <laughs> <laughs> older white lady that's like southerny and like uh-huh. so funny oh that's adorable that's a great yeah. story so that's my story time and let's really dive into this dating part. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying in our last episode. Right. That yeah. You have a hard time dealing with breakups. Yeah. And it's not the like breaking up. I, so I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I'm always, I think I can say confidently that I've never been broken up with. I'm always the one to break up with someone um, because I'm like not going to tolerate certain things. But... That's great because I can't do that. <laughs> but it still sucks. Like the breakup is really hard because you. Would you rather be the break upper or the break up e? <laughs> um. Either one, you still get hurt. So yeah, I was gonna say I was like, it it hurts either way. Um. What's an easier conversation to have? Okay. I've never been broken up with. Like, no one's like, you know what, Karina, I'm not interested enough in you anymore. Like, you're, like, too crazy or whatever. Like, that. I don't really, I don't really get that. Because you're not crazy. Because I'm rather crazy, and I've been broken up with quite a few times. 
I don't think it has to do with being crazy. Like, I just think it's like things aren't right and you might not see all the signs that you're not compatible or whatever. And that's, that's the thing with like me, I think why I break up with these people, but, um, (laughs) these people, (laughs) they're good people. They just aren't. They have potential to be good people. No, they are good people. So like the last guy I was dating, he was a good person, but he just, didn't want to put in effort into a relationship you know mm-hmm. like I don't think he he really um valued that and he was like I should you know it sh- my words should be enough and I'm like no I need action mm-hmm. <laughs> like words are not enough but anyways that's besides the point the, the point is that I really like the breakup itself is hard because I'm like man this is a person that like I was like letting into my life you know I was telling my feelings to I am like a pretty like don't tell my feelings to a lot of people. Um, you know, like I enjoy talking to them every day and like now they're not a part of my everyday conversation. And like that just, that part is just hard. Mm-hmm. What hurts most? The fact that you not wasted, but invested so much time and didn't have anything come to fruition or the part that they're no longer there that you it's, tried and it failed. Um, neither really it's not that I tried and it failed it's that so I get really attached to people this might be like something I need to talk to my therapist about but like I get really attached to people you know Mm -hmm. and so when um like friends and whatever so when those things like a lot of people who struggle and I'm not a therapist by any means but I know this is what I have like abandonment issues that you tend to cling or attach to people that fill that void for you yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever been abandoned in my life. I definitely, this is a whole other topic. I don't get um, positive reinforcement or like love a whole lot. And not to be like a pity party, but like that is a thing I have to do for myself. But I get really attached to people, my friends. Um, even like I have a harder time, for example, when my son was going to leave his daycare to go to kindergarten and he wasn't going to see those teachers or kids anymore. I had a really hard time. (laughs) I was like, he's never going to see those kids again. Like he spent this whole last two years with them. And I was a mess. And he was so ready to go to kindergarten, you know, and ready to make new friends. So like, I I really have a hard time (laughs) with like losing any kind of relationship. Um, And so for me, it's the like, they were a part of your life. And now you know, there's that period where you don't, you keep distance because it's so easy to fall back into like the relationship part of it. And you know that that would be more hurtful. So mm-hmm. you keep that distance for a while be, until you can, you guys can just be like friends and cool again. But that period where you're not talking at all anymore is really hard. Cause I'm like, man, you were a part of my life every single day for, you know, the last whatever period. And now it's, all gone (laughs) and I can't and when I think of something funny like I can't bring it up to you or like when I have this that I want to talk about like I can't talk to you about it or you know all that hard Mm -hmm. it's so hard that part of breaking up is hard that part is um since I am usually the one that gets dumped I'm not really sure um (laughs) the other side of it but and it's so funny and so I feel that usually the part where I get broken up with I don't necessarily think it's my fault and it could be. I mean, 
it's not a hundred percent my fault. Obviously mm-hmm. a relationship is with two people or more, whatever. Right. Prefer <laughs> not me, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, whenever I was broken up with, I don't necessarily think that I was a hundred percent the problem or that something that I said or I did was a hundred percent the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was like a contributing factor of who I am possibly could have been the reason why I got dumped. But mm. um, for example, my long-term relationship, obviously in my head, the reason why I think we ended things was because he wasn't able to commit to someone that didn't look like him. Mm-hmm. And obviously like I can't change that I'm not black. Right. Right. I can't change those things. And so like, that's why I think we broke up. Ethically. Yes. <laughs> we can talk about Rachel. What is it? Dozio. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I can't change that. Whatever. Right. Uh-huh. And it's not that I want to change it. I just, I, I can't change that. Right, right. It's no. out of your hands. Yeah, it's not something that I could control. Right. Um, and so that's why I think we ended things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that one's a little weird scenario in the sense where we ended, but it took me to be the one to say, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. So like, I just, I just feel like it's better if we go our separate ways. However, right. like, before I had that conversation with him, um, it was a lot of him making the choice and making or having making those actions, doing those things for me to get to the point where I was like, I'm not doing this. Right. Right. So like he would um, leave me on red, not answer my phone calls, um, stand me up, like have plans with me and then not show up to pick me up or not show up to go places or do things or go and do things and not be present, you know? And so that's when I was like, I, I'm not doing that anymore. Like I deserve somebody who can like pick me first and like always keep me like as their first choice and not just an option to anybody. And so that's when I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. So then that's, I I guess I could have been the one that broke up with him, but the times when he would consistently like stand me up or leave me on red or not communicate things with me, like I was always still trying. Like I was the one that was just continuously putting up with that part of it Mm -hmm. and being like, no, but I love him. No, but he's the one, you know, like doing all that Mm -hmm. and still trying to make whatever failing thing was happening work. When he... It, so when you told me that that you guys weren't dating anymore, in my mind, you were the one that were, was breaking up with him because, you, you know, you had that conversation that you're like, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. But did he, when he did show up, even though he wasn't fully present, was it just that he wasn't putting the effort and wasn't realizing it? Like, was he doing that intentionally, do you know? Or was it like, oh, okay. I really don't, I really don't know. I don't know. But I do know that like, he would say, so I'm like, I don't understand why you can't just pick me up to go to the same place. Like, why do I have to drive like past your house mm-hmm. to go to the movies, to drive all the way back to my house by myself? Like my, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like mm-hmm. the way of traveling to this place. And it was hard for him to say, it's because I'm not coming from my house. Like that's, he wouldn't even say that. Like he would be so hesitant. Tell me that. And I'm just like, can you just say that you're not coming from your house? Yeah. And so like, just 
sucked at communicating, whatever. And so like he would do those things and I would just be like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's all you had to say. And then I would give him the pass of like, oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? And it wasn't until I was ready to be like, that's not okay. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm done. So yeah. then I, I ended that, whatever. And then seven months later, I meet this guy and he was really cool. He was really dope, whatever. And um, he, sh- like when things didn't work out with him and I, he like, it happened over FaceTime. I was like, mm, cool, sure, great. And I was the one that was acting like my ex-boyfriend where oh. I was like, yeah, where, and it happened because I'll tell you more in a second. Um, I was the one that was acting like him in the sense where I was like, I didn't have time, but I didn't want to make the time either, you know? Cause mm-hmm. like, I would be so quick to go like after work and I get off at, at 10 o'clock at night I would still, like, if I was interested in you, then I would still make an effort and stay awake and be tired the next day for you. Mm -hmm. But I was no longer interested. And so I would be, I would stay interested enough to keep him around, but not fully interested to where it was progressing the relationship. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I was manipulative is what I am, clearly. (laughs) And so I, um, so one day he called me and he was like, I just don't think that we have the same vision of like what we want, you know, like, mm-hmm. and where this is going. Like, I just feel like it's like, I want it to go somewhere and you don't, I don't think you're ready for it to go there. Mm-hmm. And I was hesitant because I didn't find him a hundred percent attractive physically. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get over the fact that it wasn't about the physical part. Like I'm, I know that I know that it's not a hundred percent about looks because they fade, right? Like looks fade. Right. It's about your values It's about what you bring, like as a person, your personality, your personality, your character, like all those other qualities yeah. that I should be finding attractive. However, I should also find you at least physically attractive a little bit enough to want to be intimate with. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was hard for me to get there, Okay, but I was trying. And so, um, I guess it wasn't enough for him. And he made that choice to be saying, to like, be like, I just feel like we're not on the same page of what we want. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you're right. I had no hesitation because at that point I had found somebody, the last person that I dated, um, I had found somebody that I f- like had really connected with. Right. And so I was like kind of dating two people at once, but not. Mm-hmm. really dating them you know because I was like half in on both of them and this last time I got dumped <laughs> <laughs> this last time I got dumped because I wanted to define the relationship in the sense of I just want to know how invested you were yes your actions were showing me one thing and other actions that you had were showing me something else you know right it, um his words were showing me something else too so it was and so then that's when I was like I just want to know like are you still connecting with other people are you still swiping are you still meeting other people mm-hmm. I thought it was that after two months of talking quote-unquote whatever that is that talking right. stage yeah I felt like it was a good fair enough, question yeah, yeah like a fair question for me to ask and say like are you 
connecting with other people. Like, I just want to know so I don't get the short end of the stick in a month or in two weeks when you feel like you've really connected with somebody else. Right. His response was, I just feel like you're saying that the commitment that I've shown you isn't enough for you, that it's not good enough. Mm. Now, like, I can see that. That's not what I'm saying. Those aren't the words that I said. However, I do want to know that if you're still swiping or if you still have your Bumble, um, that I just want to know so that I know that what I'm doing is still okay. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't mad if he was still like connecting with other people because I'm not saying that I wasn't connecting with other people. Like Mm -hmm. I was, um, what did the twins call it? The twins called it something else. And I don't really remember what they called it. Like serial dating, I guess. I don't know what it was. Oh, Okay. But like, like I said, like I've mentioned before, my way of dating is still entertaining other people, not physically, sexually or anything, but definitely like seeking that attention and giving attention to other people. Um, But yet all my eggs were still in that one basket, but I had more than one basket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But all my eggs were in that basket. I'm sure that the twins had a very fun term for it but I can't think of it either (laughs) yeah I can't remember it either but that's that's what happened and so when he basically decided to be the one that doesn't respond he's one of those when confrontation happens he just doesn't deal with it Mm -hmm. and then that's when I was like wow that's crazy like somebody that I connected with with so strongly is just gonna leave me on read and not answer my text messages or my phone calls or anything that's so mind blowing to me all because I asked the question if he was connecting with other people. Yeah. I have some stories. I can get overly emotional is an understatement, (laughs) but I get, I am a very passionate person. I don't know if that comes across. Like I'm very opinionated, very passionate about, a lot of things. Like I had a conversation with my coworkers about the post office. Like I was very passionate about the post office. Um, <laughs> so I sometimes, you know, understand that not everyone thinks that my emotion is, you know, uh, correct with the action that triggered it, whatever. You know, so sometimes I'll go back, like, uh, I'll just be more more forthright. So like the last guy that I was dating, he um, was really not putting the effort. Like I wanted to see him. I was telling him like, you know, I need a more physical time, like actually seeing you, not just, um, you know, when it's convenient, like I need plans. Cause right. I, I have to plan around. Like I, I don't have, you know, um, I can't just drop things at a, a, a like at a drop of a hat, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I plan my life. Like if you guys see my calendar, we're in quarantine and I have like 30 minute schedules for the whole day, like every little thing planned out because that's who I am. I need a plan. Um, and I just needed to know, like, I was like, hey, you know, I need a little bit more consistency. And I wasn't getting it. So I finally was like, all right, cool. This isn't working. Like, obviously, you're not invested enough to try to make that work. You know, I've told you that this is a problem for me. You don't want to meet me halfway at all. So then this isn't going to work. 
Um, and then he um, was going to move away and he had asked to see each other. And I was just like in my feelings still. I was like, I don't want to see you. I was like, I don't see the point. Like you, why do, why are you going to make the time now when you weren't making the time before? Like, it seems like you really just want to see me now because you're leaving and you're never going to see me again. And so I was like in this place. And then I talked to you that night and I was like feeling some sort of way. Cause I was like, on one hand, I don't want to be like so petty and regret, you know, I might not ever see him again. And, you know, I did care, care about this person. Um, so I reached out, you know, and I was like, look, I'm sorry. You know, I took your advice, Eva. I was like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I said, I didn't want to see you, but really I would like to see you, but just to say bye, you know, um, that's it. He didn't respond. Didn't respond uh, at all. So annoying. Never heard from him again. And then randomly, shut and, up. Oh, hold on. And then, he, so he's a person that doesn't like use his social media a whole lot. So he's like not active much on it. So he never like liked my picture, never commented, not like my statuses, nothing, which was fine. Like he's just someone who wasn't super active. I don't know, maybe like halfway through this quarantine thing, he started like reacting to all my photos. You're to, like, lying. I'm not lying. I could show you proof. Like reacting to my in my stories, my status, the pictures I upload. And I'm just like looking there waiting. And I'm like, you didn't respond to me. Like, I, I, I okay, I agree. I was being petty. Like when I said I didn't want to see you. But like, I reached out to you. And I was like, look, put that aside can we at least say bye to each other before you leave forever, you know, and I never see you again. And now like, why, why are you doing this? You never reacted to my pictures or anything before. And now you're doing it. Like it was just weird. Right. So then, um, and of course we're women and we overanalyze and we read into things that may mean nothing other than just a like in a picture. Right. So I'm not going to like reach out to him. Cause I'm like, I'm right. going to look crazy, but it does, it does bug me. Cause I'm like, you don't get to like my picture. You didn't respond to my message. <laughs> And then, um, so then similarly, uh, the guy that I did last summer, he, um, left for Mexico leaving is a, a theme apparently with the guys that I'm dating. And, um, we were trying to make a long distance relationship work. Um, but he was being very inconsistent with like, he would say he was going to call at a certain time and then he wouldn't call. And wouldn't say that he wasn't going to be able to call anymore. And that kind of drew me up a wall. Cause I'm like, I'm staying up late waiting for your call. Cause I know that we, you're, you know, really busy. I'm really busy. And like the fact that you can't have any courtesy enough to tell me like, Hey, something came up. I'm not going to be able to talk tonight. That would have been fine. But the fact that you did that routinely, like it drove me up a wall. Right. right. So I told him it, the last time he did it, I was like, you know what, this isn't going to work. You, we had planned this time to talk. You didn't follow through. Like, we're not doing this anymore. And he's like, can we please talk? And I was like, no, I'm mad. Like, I don't want to talk. You know, you, the time was yesterday and now you want to make me drop everything at a uh, drop of a hat again. And I can't, my schedule does not revolve around yours. And so, um, that was it. That was the last of our conversation. And then we just stopped talking. So like he was already gone in Mexico and, and we weren't dating anymore. Weren't talking. <laughs> Um, like three weeks passed by and I reached out to him and I was like, you know, like, uh, sent him a message, uh, you know, like I thought we would be able to at least stay friends. Like I knew we weren't going to be able to date, but like, I would have thought I would have still been able to hear from you and like be able to talk. And it was a message to like, at least be like, Hey, like, can we, can we be cool again? You know, didn't hear from him. No response, nothing. 
that breakup really hit me hard because he okay. was someone that I, I connected with a lot. Like I really did admire him. Um, seemed like a really good person and, um, not hearing from him really hurt me. You know, it was just like, mm-hmm. wow. Like I was like, I would have at least would have liked to stay as friends, even if we weren't going to be able to stay dating and like be, you know, stay in touch. But obviously he isn't, it doesn't have the capacity for that. Doesn't want that. Um, and so for me, it was really hard. Like when he was on, he, we were friends on Instagram. He <laughs> followed my stories. Um, you know, he would like my pictures and oh my it started, I started like checking myself, seeing that if he had seen my story, you know, and like seeing if he liked my picture. And I was like, you know what? He didn't respond to my thing. I'm still checking this. It's not healthy. So I just removed him. I was like, he's not, you know, um, communicating. And I, I did crazy things. Like I noticed that he wouldn't like see my story through to the end. And so that would kill me. And I'm like, uh, he doesn't care enough to even see like what's up going on in my life. So I was like, if he doesn't care enough to know what's going on in my life, he doesn't respond to my message. I was just like, all right, I'm going to remove him. This is like back in October. Um, tell me why like a week ago, he must've been going through his contacts or thought of me or something, but he added me back on Instagram has not reached out to me. You're lying. Has not said oh anything, liked a picture, but I was just like, why you didn't reach you didn't communicate with me like you you didn't respond to me I left that door open and you shut it and like why like why now and so it just bugs me I just don't understand yeah I don't understand either that's so hard it's fine if you want to be friends that's cool obviously we're not and we're not going to date again but like yeah would you ever date somebody again that you closed the door on like, would you ever open that door again? I don't know. I like if everything was right. It's not that everything has to be right. Like, so my stance on relationships is that you have to be willing to make it work. And both of you have to be willing to like meet halfway and be like, these are my needs. These are like where I'm at mm-hmm. um, and hear each other out and being able to communicate in a, a civil way. People take things like this is who I am and I'm not willing to bend for anything as in like, as in that that's how you're supposed to be. But like, for example, I know that how I communicate when I'm angry is not okay. And so I've been working really hard to be able to communicate better. And I take breaks. Like I don't respond sometimes right away to something that makes me angry because I know if I respond in that moment, I'm going to go off on that person. Mm -hmm. And so I come back to it later when I am more clear headed and can have a better conversation about it. Sometimes that annoys people because they're like, why didn't you bring it up? Like right then it's like, if I brought it up right then I would have blown up on you and I, it would have been verbal assault, you know, like, (laughs) so that's why, that's why I stepped up and, you know, took a moment away. So like, if someone were to say like, you know, I can't have you bring up issues like that to me, you know, you need to do it in this way. Then I'd be like, okay, that's something I can work on. You know, Mm -hmm. similarly, if I'm telling you that what I need from a relationship is time, you know, being able to have a, have time to have a conversation with you, have time to be able to spend time physically with you. And you're not willing to meet me halfway at all, even show that you're making an effort for that. Then 
it just shows very little respect for me, you know, because yeah. I'm, for you, for your time, for like things that you value. Right. Cause if yeah. I'm communicating to you, like you can't, I can't be mad if there's something that's upset, uh, upsets me. And I'm just hoping and wishing that the other person gets, gets it and knows that I want flowers or knows that I um, want to be hugged more or knows that if, but if I'm not communicating it, like I can't be mad that they haven't picked that up. But if I'm communicating being like, Hey, this is something that matters to me. And I, and I, I need this from you. Right. I need something, you know, along these lines. And you're literally not willing to have a conversation with me and just expecting me to suck it up. Then that's not going to work for me. You know? Yeah. So back to your question, like, I don't know what all things would be right. It's more about like that person having that mentality of being able to, um, like be ready, be ready and be able to like be flexible and mendable. And like me too, like, you know, I, understand that I sometimes like schedules too much and if someone's like I need you to be a little bit more spontaneous and not know and be okay with not knowing where we're going to go on a date but know that it might it's going to happen you know sometime on Saturday that's hard yeah that's hard because like you're willing to compromise and to change and to adjust and to be flexible right Mm -hmm. um and because you have so much will to do that and they're not willing to do the same for you. That's the part that's hard. And that's the part that hurts. Yeah. I, like, I, I know think... for me, I have, um, I don't want to say daddy issues or whatever, but I, I had a past that is contributing to the way I view relationships now and the way that I um, go into relationships and the way that I try to build and grow my relationships that haven't been very successful. And so I am starting to connect those dots. And it's been a long process of therapy and talking Mm -hmm. and growing, right? Of trying to connect the dots in the sense where, in my eyes, um, dating somebody and it not working comes back to it being my fault. When 100%, it not necessarily will be my fault, you know? Right. But it comes back to that in my eyes because... I just see it as like, I'm never good enough for anyone to stick around. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I try to make these connections where like, okay, well, what makes people good enough for someone to stick around? You know, and, and to me, it's a degree. To me, it's a good job. To me, it's like having money in your bank, a savings account. To me, it's um, having nice things. Um, To me, it's like, oh, being able to have a car to get you to work. Um, material things, you know, or um, characters that that is also like you know qualities that that make you um, like funny, caring, empathetic. Like, so I grow those type of qualities. When in reality, it's not those things that keep people around. You know what I mean? Like some qualities, yeah, sure, or some characteristics, yeah, sure, but definitely materialistic things. And if it it is that that keeps people around, then it's probably not the right person but (laughs) yeah um that's what that's what it's been a long growing process of trying to figure out like what do I need for somebody to stick around and that's not the right question that I need to be asking myself is what I learned it's not like what do I need to do to keep somebody around that's not that's not a good question that's not a healthy question to ask myself you know Mm -hmm. um but that's the way I was viewing it because like I don't know if I've ever said it, but, um, like my dad, he decided to have a a whole nother family with somebody 
and like wasn't able to be around for me and my brothers or my brothers and I. Mm-hmm. And so ever since I was like 10, I was like, oh yeah, like to me that that was the biggest breakup I ever had. Right. So like, right. that's where I guess my daddy issues, quote unquote, abandonment issues, whatever you want to call it. That's I think where it stems from in the sense where like, I'm this type of way because of what happened to me. Um, and I'm not trying to be the victim or anything, right. but I'm trying to change that. I don't want it to continue to be a contributing factor of to who I am anymore. You know, mm-hmm. yes, it happened to me, but I'm not going to let it to continue to affect the way I build relationships. Um, I am also like a very passionate person and I, I do have attachment I don't want to say an issue, but I do get attached rather easily to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because they're filling the void. I don't know what it is, but, or they're giving me that attention that I so long for. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but I do get attached pretty easily, but it's only on, um, like, it's not with everybody, right? You know, but when you show a certain quality or you sh- or you do something that I'm just like, oh, I like that. And it like turns on this bright light inside of me that I'm like, I need more of that. And I like you for that. And I love that about you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I come wanting more and like wanting, seeking that light to be turned on, you know? Have you figured out what those things are? Like um, to be able to like consistently say like, that's something that draws me to someone. Yes. Like someone being funny, like I, I need that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like showing that like you're caring. And like I said before and other conversations, like caring to me isn't necessarily like saying like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. that's not necessarily caring. It can right. be, it can definitely be. Um, but caring for me is like when we're both sleeping and you feel that person cover you up. Mm that's caring. Mm-hmm. Or when they go, when they get up to get something for themselves, they they think of you and they're like, Oh, I wonder if they would want one too. Mm-hmm. Or they do things where you're like, Hey, I, I shoveled the, the snow off your car. Yeah. Those are like actions that I know that that's what I, I seek in somebody is that type of um, fulfillment from a yeah. relationship. I've noticed more so lately. I don't know if it's that I have enough things keeping me busy. I mean, we're in quarantine. There isn't that many things, but like I still am really busy. Like I'm cooking and cleaning all day long and schooling and working. (laughs) But I don't feel myself longing for a relationship right now. Really? Yeah, no, not at all. I don't. I mean, if I don't can do it without that, then yeah, it's. it's Yeah, I'm not. I don't feel lonely. I don't feel like I'm missing anyone. I don't feel like I'm longing for anything. I don't look at pictures of couples and like, oh, I wish I was quarantined with someone. You know, like, I don't. I'm not longing that at all. And I wonder. I've been thinking about it for the last couple weeks. That I wonder to what extent me wanting a relationship comes from interacting in my everyday where you see people coupled up and you're like oh mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I realized that I might be missing something. Like when you go to the gym and you see couples at the gym and you go to the rest, a restaurant and you see couples on a date or, um, at the work functions and everyone has their partner. Um, or like the daily announcements of like somebody getting engaged, somebody having a baby or whatever. Like yeah. I don't know. Seeing like all the Instagram of people, couple vaca- vacationings or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if that absence of that is why I don't feel that like longing. Cause I definitely had that feeling before where I was like, man, I really, so like one of the things for me is that I, um, I carry a lot of things on my own and my friends have called me out. And I mean, I try to open up to people, but like true story, like I've told people I need a hug. I'm like, I literally, what I need right now in this moment is I need a hug and they will still not give me a hug. (laughs) So if you're trying to tell me that you need to open up more. Yeah. If someone tries to tell me, Karina, you need to open up more. I'd be like, I do. I do open up and I tell people what I need and they still don't give me what I need. But one of the things that I found myself before um, really needing was just having someone to talk to and like being able to talk to about like some days I'm just having a hard day and I don't, I come home and I can't tell my son about it. You know, I don't want him to feel my feelings. I'm not going to call my sister. She's got her own family in her life. My mom, I feel like I um, manage her emotions a lot. So I don't add on to her stuff, you know, to her plate. So like a lot of times I'm carrying things by myself. And before that was like, what, what drew me to wanting a relationship that I'm like, I just want someone to support me. doesn't mean that I want them to solve my problems or anything. I just want someone to support me through this thing right now. And for the last, you know, month and a half that I've been home, like I haven't had that feeling at all, but I have started questioning if it's coming from the absence of seeing couples. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that's what made me long for that versus actually wanting it. It's, I don't yeah. know. I don't have an answer yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm kind of like the opposite, like being in this isolation of not having any interaction with anyone except my mother every day um, (laughs) (laughs) makes me be like, I'm ready for that next step in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. like actually getting there with somebody. I like, I kid you not, I pray about it every night, every morning, every day, like 20, 30 times a day. That I like have clarity on the feelings that I'm having for this last relationship, but also have um, some sort of guidance and um, like resolution to these thoughts, you know, like I have this desire so much and I, I don't necessarily pray for someone, you know, mm-hmm. I necessarily, I, I do pray for like, the words, the advice, the scripture, the type of things that I need to, to help me get out of where I'm, where this desire, where I'm putting that desire above everything, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I want it to bed. Like today I told my mom, we were talking about it for a little bit and then I got mad about it. Cause of what she said, and I was like, I just walked away. I was like, whatever, I can't deal with you. <laughs> um, I was telling her, I was like, you know what mom I was thinking that like, if in like a year or two, definitely sometime before I'm 35, um, like what if I just go to a clinic and get pregnant, you know, like find a donor, a sperm donor, a sperm donor. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, like, what if I just do that? And then I was like, well, I don't know. And then because she was like, this is what she said. <laughs> 
si no te quieren sin hijo, ¿por qué te van a querer con hijo? Which means. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which means, um, if they don't want you without a child right now, why are they going to want you with child if you go do that? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, yep, I don't know. <laughs> And it was just like really hard to hear. And I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, you know what? I really don't know, but I don't think I need that then. So I left. <laughs> yeah. Moms are, are, I mean, not all moms, but like my mom is rough, you know, like she's not It's someone. Very Latino community mom type talk. Yeah. She's not like my mom, at least is not someone I can go to, to be like a cheerleader. If I need a cheerleader, I go somewhere else. I go to my friend, D'Angelo, shout out to D'Angelo. I literally, I messaged him like I was having an anxiety attack and I was like, why are you my friend? And it's like, I need reminders about why people like being around me right now. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. And that negativity is just like, like mom, I'm just trying to find like comfort in being single at my age and, and feeling this, Yeah, that's hard. Like that's, time bomb. Yeah, that was like the thought process that I had at the beginning of this year that I was like, um, you know, with these relationships that didn't work out. I was like, if, if, if so my like internal dialogue, I know you have the internal dialogue of like, what will make it good enough for someone to stay. My internal dialogue is that I, I feel like I'm cursed you know, because of my family history, um, that that is just not in the cards for me. You know, I, that, that is something that I come back to. I'm like, maybe it's just not in, in my cards. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried to come around to the, the place where, uh, I feel okay with however my life plays out, you know, whether that means I have another, I have a partner and I have, a, um, a, my family grows like my personal know offspring and everything um or doesn't you know whatever happens I want to be okay with that and not be resentful of the path that my life has taken I don't want to be, grow up um be living life uh all that resentment resentment feeling regret feeling you know um, accomplished right yeah I just, I know I just want to feel sure. fulfilled and passionate and full of wonder and I want to continue feeling that and I mean I feel like that right now and I, I'm starting to get to a place where I'm like maybe maybe a relationship really isn't for me you know maybe because I'm I'm why would I, I get definitely don't stop trying though But like every time I get over the breakup feelings, I start getting in a really good place and I get really happy. Like I'm in, a, I'm in my happiest place once I get past that breakup funk. I'm mm -hmm. like back to my, myself. I'm pretty happy. I'm, uh, you know, I'm working on my goals. Like I'm in a really good place. It's when I get into a relationship that I start like having all these like questions of like, why aren't they? making a plan to see me why aren't they following like following up why are they scared of these conversations you know and then I start I start um shrinking away from like my best self and so I just have started to kind of come to a place where I'm like maybe it just maybe it isn't in my cards but like and that's okay like I feel like I'm my best self I mean it's good right to now. find comfort in that part right like, that's good that you're able to identify that you know like mm -hmm. you're able to to see that. Um, I don't know. I know that I still have a lot of growing to do relationship wise and I'm sure I'll get there. I just like you, like you 
the breakup part sucks. Like the, I, and I hate to compare it to this, but I feel like when you break up with somebody, it's literally like this person dies. Like they're no longer a part of your life from one day to the next. Mm-hmm. Even though the day before that you had whatever type of feelings you had about them, right? You're just like frustrated, conflicted. You're very like, oh, over that situation like that. You know, whatever feelings you have today for them and then tomorrow they're just gone. Mm-hmm. There's no, like all you have to do, like the only connection between you and them is the pictures that you have in your phone and the text messages, right? Like, and the memories that you made. Mm-hmm. And so from like one day to another, it's literally like they died. Like, like they are no longer there. They're, they have no, you have no interactions with this human. Right. And that's the part that's so hard for me mm-hmm. for it to just like go from always talking like endless hours, always talking. To mm-hmm. not to no conversations at all, right? The inside jokes are just gone. The memories are just like no longer there. You know, like mm-hmm. I mean, like it's so hard for me to do that. Yeah, and because I've had to always do it. I just it's so hard for me to continue to do it for sure. So I definitely feel you on that part. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know if anybody has any advice for me or us. Please, <laughs> I'm here to listen. I have a 10-step process, but we already talked about how it's hard to do that in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, that's the part. That's the, that's the catch. Like, if I wasn't in quarantine, I would be, it would be so much easier for me to get over it, for sure. Yeah. And right now, and I, I'm still trying to keep this door open with him, even though, like, he showed me that he sucks at communicating and he's not good with confrontation. Mm-hmm. Like, those are things that, at, at one point, I mean, at some point, and I kind of still am at times, not great at. So, like, I'm the kind of person that's like, I'm not going to try to judge you on your flaws when I know I have mm. flaws as well, you know, mm-hmm. and I have room to grow as well. So I'm not going to not like you because of that. Yes, it's part, as long as you know that you suck at it and you're able to say, like, hey, I need to grow in this part. Like, I'm willing not to teach you because I'm not good at it either. But <laughs> <laughs> Work I'm on it together. To, right. I'm willing to work on it together. And yeah. I don't know what it was about this guy. Like, he, Still today, I'm just kind of like, fuck. Like, you were so dope. I texted him, like, a couple of days ago, maybe. I don't remember. Time just kind of just, like, n- not happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, I texted him that I was just like, dang, dude. Like, I miss you in the times I had with you. You know, like, those were so dope. And, um, just doing that, I put myself very vulnerable and very, just like putting myself back out there for you again. Yeah. And then, like you responding to it gives me some sort of hope, but then you leaving me on red after that gives me no hope again. So then mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, what am I doing? And this whole roller coaster of feelings like up and down is just very like, it's not healthy. Right. Yeah. Boundaries are super important. And like figuring out what yours are. And that's like a learning curve. You're like, what is my boundary? And what, how do I uh, communicate those, you know, to mm-hmm. keep myself sane? Because, you know, your boundaries are going to be different than someone else's. Yeah. So the key points from this one is breakups freaking blow. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as you think, oh, I read something the other day too. As much as you think that you're the issue, it takes two to tango for sure, you know? Right. So there's like two two people that contributed to whatever that breakup was. It's mm-hmm. not all one-sided. 
Yeah. Sometimes it can be, but more than likely, I mean, it's not. One of my things is always like, what do you put up with? Or Mm -hmm. like, what are those compromises? Because like, you know, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, am I, should I be compromising more on this? Is this okay? Is this not okay? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, and that's something that you'll learn on the way, but yeah, we are definitely going to have some people on and kind of have reoccurring of these conversations in different aspects, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, the thing that I had read was (laughs) um, (laughs) that like, for example, with my breakups, um, one of them was like, what I got from that breakup was him saying that I'm not, because I'm not black, he can't date me. Right. Mm -hmm. But to him, that could have been the easiest thing to say, or that could have just been what I said, or that could have just been the most convenient way to deliver a no, you know? Yeah. Or for example, um, him saying that he felt uncomfortable, the last guy on Bumble, the very, very last relationship I had that I'm still hung up on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> him saying that he was uncomfortable or attacked when having that conversation of um, if he was still connecting with other people or still swiping. Like that could have been the easiest thing for him to say that that's why it wasn't working the most convenient way to say it. And in reality, it could have been all the other factors that he didn't know how to articulate. Yeah. So in my head, it's because of this, but in his head, it could be about anything else that is not what I say it is, you know? Right. Like my perception of, of the whole thing, my point of view from the whole breakup. And that's, and you always have to remember that that's just your point of view. So you can't always like attack your own self on that point of view. And it's hard to do because obviously that's the way you see it. Right. And that's the way it came across to you, Mm -hmm. but you can't like dwell up on, like you can't dwell on that part of it because it, it, it might not be the way that he sees it and it might not be the way that he tried to communicate it. Right. I don't know. But that's something I read yesterday, today. I was like, wow, that's so true. Hmm. I'm dwelling on this and it may not be even true. What it is, yeah. might not be the reality. It's your reality. Not saying yeah. that it's not tr- not real feelings, but. Right, yeah. They're valid feelings for sure. Yeah. But there you have it, guys. That's our breakup stories. That's what we hate about breaking up. That's what's so hard. So fix it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, you can come at me and tell me that I'm crazy. I would not be surprised. It wouldn't be the first time I hear it. Hey. Mm, my coworkers like to tell me, but uh, I don't believe it. They're the same. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm crazy, so it is what it is. But I'd love to hear everyone's input. Go ahead, leave a comment, write a review, drop a star if you like or not. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, find our podcast on Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe and share to all your homies and see if they want to listen to some interesting topics. Yeah. Share, share, share. All right. We're out. (laughs) Bye. Bye.